Well, earlier this week, some 70 former and current elite gymnasts and coaches wrote a letter to Sport Canada asking for an independent investigation into what they say is a toxic culture full of abusive practices in their sport. That letter is now up to 200 signatories, and there are more coming in. In the letter, athletes say that their fear of retribution has prevented them from speaking out for nearly a decade. They say, quote, however, we can no longer sit in silence. We are coming forward with our experiences of of abuse, neglect, and discrimination in hopes of forcing change. Now, according to the letter, there have been multiple complaints and even arrests for various forms of emotional, physical, and sexual abuse. They say, quote, the current board and CEO of Gymnastics Canada have failed to address these issues and have failed to earn the trust and confidence of athletes. Well, one of the signatories is Kim Shore. She's a former elite gymnast who sat on the board of Gymnastics Canada from 2018 to 2021. She was also formerly the chair of its Safe Sport Committee. Kim Shore joins me now from Calgary with more on the letter, more on the demands, and more on the story. Kim, thank you for being here. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Tell me a bit about this letter. It, 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 when one reads through it, it's it's very stark. It's it it reads like a real condemnation. Yeah, well, it is, and the letter is a result of athletes trying to work with the sport organization over the years and seeing very little result compared to the sacrifices that they made to address the issues. And now, with well over two hundred signatories. Um, Gymnastics Canada can't make this about one or two disgruntled athletes or their parents. You know, it's a letter of coaches and athletes and even some of the gymnastic judges working as a collective body to really speak up about the toxic environment that they as children or young adults we're training in and it really speaks to the very broken system that perpetuates the abuse. I know that for each signatory, there's probably a different story, but if you were to sum up the story itself, what story does that letter tell? Yeah, that's a great question. And you're right about the different stories. And I think it's important for us to note too, that, you know, the savior coach to one athlete could be the abuser of another athlete um, these, these situations are, are very unique for each athlete, for each coach, for each club. And we can't really make too many assumptions about whether anyone in the situation is good or bad or, or not. But what we do know is that there's massive institutional complicity and there is a system that allows uh, abuse to continue. There are individuals in those clubs and uh, and in the sport administration system that have enabled abuse of coaching to go on for decades. Um, so yeah, we're talking about some very, very harsh treatment in their very most vulnerable developmental years, uh, yelling, hair pulling, rough handling, conditioning to the point of exhaustion or blisters and and uh, burn from say a rope climb or repeated uh, attempts at a skill we're talking about public humiliation uh, being kicked out of practice for hours at a time sitting on the cold tile floors by themselves in tears uh, no parents on any of the the traveling like the trips etc uh, just overall super harsh environment and it goes that all the way into actual physical abuse such as you know I know of instances of kids being slapped in the face or dropped on their heads 
And I, I know of uh, situations of sexual abuse and, and criminal behavior. This is obviously a condemnation, but also a cry. I, I, I don't want to call it a cry for help, but it is certainly a demand for help. Let's call it that. What would you like to see done? What would, like, what would the 200 signatories like to see done now? Right. I don't think the athletes would mind if we said it was a cry because they'll, they just want the result. Um, you know, they, some of them are in a strength and some of them are in a place of real fear um, and serious compromised mental health because of their experience. What they would like is for Sport Canada to step into being more than just a funding body, more than just the organization that awards money for medals to these organizations. They would like them to also be really cognizant of what's going on in the training gyms across the country. How are athletes being treated? How are athletes being treated when they're taken on national team trips? You know, who are we having, um, you know, service and supervise these athletes when they're on a national trip? So they would like Sport Canada to have a real hard look along with the rest of us in a very transparent way. What is happening and how can we work towards improving the culture? Because even though I said all those awful things that, you know, I know both first and second hand have actually happened in our gymnastics facilities, there are also hundreds of phenomenal coaches who are doing the absolute best for their athletes. It's not about their ego. It's about how they're developing the kids and they're doing a phenomenal job. I've had the good fortune of as with those coaches, my, my kids have had some of those coaches. Um, and yet those are the coaches that are also brutalized. They're the ones that are made to feel like pariahs in their own gyms and usually leave, end up leaving the sport. So we all are crying for a shortage of coaches in gymnastics. But let's think about these toxic words that these coaches have to endure. How is it that the organization has lost the trust of, the, of those athletes? and and? How is it not able to get it back in order to, to try to handle the situation internally for now? I just think it's gone beyond what any organization could handle. Um, you know, precedence has been set, even within the sport of gymnastics, that an investigation that is scoped by, funded by, uh, organized by the organization that is being investigated just doesn't have the the transparency and the the distance from those who are in positions of conflict to be considered as uh, credible. You know, we've seen uh, USAG, so that's the U.S. Gymnastics Association. We've seen them conduct their own investigations, and they they just don't lift up the carpet enough to to let the really ugly stuff come out. And what these athletes want is for full transparency so that we can see into those dark corners and, and really understand where are we at? Let's benchmark this and let's work on solutions that will improve the, the health and well-being of, of the athletes primarily. And I think vicariously the coaches will find themselves in happier positions and then we can really work towards allowing gymnastics to be the source of joy and excitement and, and uh, you know, amazing sport experience that it should be. What has the reaction been so far to this letter? 
it has been phenomenal. I have to say, um, you know, all, I'm just the spokesperson for these athletes and uh, which is a position of, of honor and trust that I, I really value. And I'm also getting some really nice um, support from athletes who say, I've never been able to use my voice, uh, but I think, I feel like you're speaking for me. And I so appreciate it that they feel like they're being heard. I have parents that are emailing me saying very much the same thing about how their daughters are still suffering from the abuse that they had in their days of training. And that finally they're so relieved that someone is speaking out and, you know, the athletes that are, that are really the, the strength behind this are feeling that way too. They're feeling galvanized. We've got tons of support just yesterday. Uh, the honorable judge Rosemary Aquilina who presided over the Larry Nassar sexual abuse uh, horrendous tragedy in the U S she wrote uh, a letter of support to the athletes in Canada and said that she stands with Canadian gymnastics and their call for accountability. So it's recognition like that. That's, that's really helping uh, keep the spirits and this, and the courage of the athletes up. So what now, what would you like to see from those who this letter is addressed to uh, from all, from all levels that could step in here? What would you like to see next? I think most importantly, we'd like to see a response from Sport Canada. I mean, that's what the athletes are really asking for. That's why the letter was addressed to Sport Canada and not to Jim Can. Jim Can did come out with a statement uh, yesterday, and you know they they made an attempt to address some of the the requests and some of the maybe limitations of their ability to act. They made an attempt. But, you know, their definition of an independent inquiry is one that, you know, they've issued an RFP for a policy review. Well, that is not an independent third party culture overhaul, uh, a, a hard look into the delivery governance and culture of the sport. That's what is needed. And that's why we need Sport Canada to be involved, because they're that one step removed. They are the funding body. They have the money. Um these these investigations are not easy. They're not they're not low cost. But you know, if we can fix gymnastics, who has a membership base of over three hundred thousand, mostly young people, mostly kids, um, we we have a model that we can apply to all kinds of sports in Canada. I mean, I, we're not alone in gymnastics, and we know this. I mean, it was the bobsled skeleton athletes that really inspired uh, the, this gymna gymnastics group of athletes to come forward with their letter. And, you know, we expect other sports will, will follow suit because we've allowed sport in Canada to go off the healthy uh, path that sports should be on. Kim Shore, thank you so much for your time uh, and for telling us more about this important letter. Uh, and we'll see what happens in the next few weeks and months to see if uh, there is the kind of reaction you're hoping for. Great. Thank you so much, Ben. 
Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.